This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. And I want the grandma to be like, "Who the fuck is this?" And then I, yeah, like- I slam my pink fluffy purse down, and I'm like, "Is there any vegan options?" That's what I want. I want to cause a scene, and I want people to be confused. But he needs to have a sense of humor. Oh, it's about to get juicy here. Welcome back to TK's Juicy Pod. I am here today with one of my favorite YouTubers, Emily June. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Classic. Um, yeah, well, Emily and I are both TikTok stands. So, oh my gosh, there's so much I want to talk to you about. One, can you give the like one minute spiel, the Emily June spiel? Where are you from? How old are you? Where'd you grow up? You know, the FITM thing, why you're in New York, all that stuff. Okay. So I am 25. I grew up on Long Island, but I live in New York City now. And I have for the past five years on and off. Honestly, the past, ever since I graduated high school, I've been back and forth between LA because I went to FITM, same as you. I started there in 2013, and then I only did the two-year program, so then I moved back to New York in 2015, and then I went back for my bachelor's in 2017 back in New York. So it's been an exhausting seven years. I have moved too many times, but I currently work in beauty product development, and I'm starting my own beauty brand, which should have been out by now, but you know, it's been quite a year so hopefully 2021 but yeah that's me also good things take time so no stress there. good things take a long ass time yes first of all are you allowed to say the beauty brand that you work for so I work for a consulting company so we basically work with a bunch of different beauty brands some of them are bigger ones that are in Ulta and Sephora I guess we technically don't really share the brands that we work on but we also work with founders or anybody that wants to start a brand and help them with everything from finding the place in the market and putting together their business plan, taking over their product development, things like that. So we do a lot with startups, smaller brands who kind of want to outsource their product development, and we manage that for them. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into this space? I know you were like the Tula girl. For like a I while. I was the Tula girl, yes. Like literally, okay, I just have so much to tell you. First of all, I like knew, I've known who you are for a long time. And I literally never would have thought we would have been like friends or like on a podcast together. Because you, in my eyes, are like 
uh, the cool girl. You know what I mean? Okay, stop. I'm literally not <laughs> at all. No, but I feel like you're like too cool for me. Like you, but you're so stop. nice. Stop. Like, you are like, too cool for me. Are you kidding? Isn't it funny how we think this about other people? Meanwhile, I'm thinking the same thing about you. Okay, so we're going to pause the episode really quickly so I can talk about literally one of my favorite things on the planet, da-da-da-da, Anchor. So if you haven't heard about Anchor before, it's basically the easiest way to make a podcast, period. Let me just explain to you what they have. First of all, it's free, which like nothing's free anymore, so I feel like that's already your number one winner. Second of all, there's like all these different creation tools on the platform where you can make your own podcast and like you can record and edit it right from your phone or your computer, which is like crazy because you don't need all this fancy equipment. And like I said, it's free. So you're saving money that way too. And then my personal favorite thing about Anchor and like the main reason why I use it is because Anchor will literally distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all different platforms that like basically any podcast can be distributed. So it can be heard through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So all you do is submit your podcast link and they literally distribute it everywhere for you, which is incredible. And overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So it's super easy. I can't recommend it enough. I personally use this every week and I just love it so much. I recommend it to every one of my friends that wants to start a podcast. Even my brother uses it. So it's very user friendly and I definitely recommend. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So don't miss your opportunity to make an awesome podcast and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back into the episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Mwah. So now we're both wrong. No, but like, I thought you were like cool and like trendy and edgy. And I was just like this basic white girl from Indiana. No, not at all. Are you kidding me? No. But anyway, we both went to FITM, but you're a little bit older than me. So you, we must have never crossed paths while we were... Did we go to the FITM at the same time? We might have because I didn't do my degree. Like, I didn't go four years straight. I did two years, which FITM, basically, that's how they pitch it to you. They're like, you can come here and you'll be working in two years. And then I did that. And I was, like, 21 in New York and was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm not ready for this at all. So... I mean, that's good for some majors, but for me, I was in a really competitive city. I was in New York and I wanted to work for these beauty brands and I didn't have the same level of education as other people. So I went back to FITM in fall 2017 for a year. So were you there then? Yes. So we were there at the same time. Yes. Wait. Uh Wow. Okay. That's crazy. But what was your major? So my major the first time was beauty industry, merchandising, and marketing. Then I went back and I did the advanced associate, which was beauty industry management. I did that in person in LA, but then I moved back to New York and did business management bachelor's online. Oh my God, T. So you have hella degrees. I randomly have three degrees. Yeah, we love a smart queen, an educated queen. Yes, but like technically, I mean, anybody, I guess, could say they have an associate's and a bachelor's. I don't know. I just refer to it as my... Well, no, not anyone can say that, but... (laughs) That's true. I don't know. Not anyone can say that, but I think that's so awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I will say FITM has a really great 
way of providing a bunch of different options. Like they have a really great way of making it work for different people who have different walks of life. They'll make it work for like a single mom. They'll make it work for like a foreign exchange student. They'll make it work for anyone kind of thing, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, so it's cool that you could like, you know, be in New York, but get your bachelor's at FedEx, um, et cetera. But that was not, I mean, I'm so grateful. They were so flexible. Like you said, they, would do anything to make it work. But doing your Bachelor of Science in Business Management degree on a computer was not easy. And I see people doing online school now, and at least they have Zoom. We didn't do Zoom. We just had to read stuff. And then there was even group projects, and you had to... I was like doing accounting at my kitchen table alone. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. I would text my friends' boyfriends in finance, like, please help me. (laughs) And they're like, I have no idea what this is. And I'm like, but you do this for a living. Like, I make beauty products. You're the one that's, you know, at JP Morgan or whatever. Yeah, you're texting, like, the Charles Schwab guys. Like, yo. I'm like, hey, can you help me? (laughs) And it's like, and I would text them at, like, 1.30 a.m. because the assignment wasn't due till midnight Pacific time. And so I'd be up all night doing it. But, yeah, I'm grateful that I was able to do kind of those classes online. The beauty classes, it was so fun to do in person. I mean, the FITM students are so passionate in their majors because they pick it and, like, the classes are so focused in what they love. So, like, to be around so many people that just got it. Even my teachers worked in beauty, worked at my favorite brands. That was so interesting, and I appreciated that so much. Yeah, it's very it's a very practical school, which yeah. I, I appreciate. Would you recommend FITM? Do you think that it, it's a good school to go to? I do recommend it. I think that it's what you make of it. You can easily go there and then party at USC and not really give a damn about your projects, do everything last minute. But the first time that I went, I was young. I was I just turned 18 and I was living in a new city for the first time. So all of that was so exciting for me. I was on my own for the first time. So did I really absorb and really try as hard in school? No. So I don't think I got that much out of it. But the second time I went, when I was a bit older and had some work experience and was really, I wanted to go back to school, I got a totally different experience. And so I really think it's it's totally what you make of it. And I think they have amazing opportunities and teachers and like even the classmates that are so passionate. So if you have something that you really love and FITM offers it, then I would say totally do it. But you're not going to get football games. You're not going to get... dorms and so it's you know there's give and take but if you want to go to school and work and graduate and get right to work then I'd say do it yeah I would completely agree I always say this but like FITM is I think genuinely because it's a fashion it has fashion in the name of the school People think that it's like, oh, like, you know, legally blonde, like you show up and you like wear cute clothes and like, you're like, oh, two plus two. Like, I literally think people think that, yeah. and, which is fair. And like, some I people would... are like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them come from, you know, crazy wealthy families and they think they're just going to ball out. Like, I mean, they're literally our girls who wear, 
you know, Chanel head to toe. I, I had a girl on my first day of school. I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast. Maybe I have. You would probably know. <laughs> you listen. Um, but I there do. was a girl on my first day of school. She was wearing these like pimped up Birkenstocks. But they they weren't Birkenstocks and I knew that. But they, they were like very pimped out like sandals, like a platform with a huge gold buckle. And, I, and they were like black leather. And I was like, oh my God, like I love your shoes. And she literally looks at me and was like, um, they're Celine. No. And I was like, like, that's all she said. And I was like, no. <laughs> okay, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't ask, but thank you. Like, very, that's just how some people are, but yeah. I really admire and have so much respect for people like you who, like, busted your ass and, like, did the whole thing. Because it, it's hard to live in a new city where you know no one, you have no family members, or, you know, a place to escape in, like, downtown L.A. It's, any city is hard to, like, it's, it can be really lonely. But downtown and, um, L.A., though, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, especially seven years ago, it wasn't what it is now. So yeah. even my college social life was hanging out in an apartment with my friends. Like, we didn't do like, much. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy just seeing, like, how much it has evolved over the past couple of years. I mean, even... Like, my, my current building that I live in, like, did not exist when I first came to fit up. You know what I mean? Yeah, every time so. I visit, I'm like, oh, they finally finished that building. That was just a ditch <laughs> in the ground when I was there or something. And they have Soul Cycle. They got everything. It's, it's truly evolved. Yeah, exactly. But all of that to say is I'm very impressed with people that grind it out and make it work because I know firsthand, like, it's way harder than you would think. Yeah, especially the business. And I even heard the product. I think it really depends on the major. I think the name fashion, since I have a business degree, I don't know if people take it as seriously because I went to the Fashion Institute, you know, which yeah, yeah, kind of sucks. But I do have the, the beauty major, which is pretty rare. So that kind of makes up for it. It's funny. I used to actually get a little bit insecure, or like sad when people were like, oh, what's that? Or they're like, yeah. uh-huh, like the Institute, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, you want to compare salaries? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. not to be like that annoying ass, like egotistical person. But like, I'm like, now I'm like, finally, like, I do not give a fork because I'm just like, I know like how much that benefited me in my life and my current job. And like, it, you know, I would not be where I am without that experience. And so now I'm like, all right, like, you know, we can compare whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <Now>. And <laughs> you were in LA. It's not like you were in upstate, not saying it's bad, but it's not like you were in upstate New York where you weren't in the industry or making connections as much as, you know, so Fidem, you know, we got to love her. We gotta love her. Yeah, we love her and we thank her. So sad that we didn't know each other when we I went to college because I think we would have had a great time. We would have. What a shame. Anyway, can you tell me a little bit how you became the Tula girl? Yes. <laughs> and we'll move on from there. Okay. So when I finished, the reason, another reason I did two years at FITM was because I really wanted to be a makeup artist. So when I graduated from FITM, I actually went to makeup school, which is like one of the funniest. It's truly one of the funniest phases of my life because I was a full-time makeup student in New York. 
So I figured, you know, I'll have this two year degree. I'll do makeup. And then my dream was one day I'll be like Bobby Brown and have Bobby, like Emily June cosmetics, whatever. I really wanted my own makeup brand. So I went to makeup school And when I was in makeup school, I got really bad acne because you're not only the makeup artist, but you're the model and you switch at least twice a day. So I was getting my face touched with heavy makeup twice a day, washing my face probably four times a day. So I just, and I was eating really shitty. I mean, there's a a bunch of things leading to it, but I got acne really bad for the first time and it made me hate makeup. And I noticed you know, the other people in my makeup class would get so excited to do these certain looks and get their makeup done and do it. And I was just at the point where I was like, how many times do I have to get my face touched today? Like I'm (laughs) pissed. So I literally applied to every makeup counter in New York when I graduated. And you would think that since I had a degree and actual certification in makeup, I would even get hired at NARS. I tried, like I was printing out my resume and going around New York. I swear it was like, I don't know, but I couldn't get a job anywhere. And the only job that I was able to find was this unpaid internship on Craigslist for this random brand. There was barely any information. Yeah, there was barely any information, but all it said was skincare brand needs influencer marketing, unpaid internship, work remote 10 hours a week, And the brand is a QVC brand that is co-founded by one of the co-founders of Bobby Brown. So I saw Bobby Brown and I was like, oh shit, but (laughs) it could not be further than what I was looking for. It was skincare. It was unpaid. I was still doing YouTube at this time though. So I could afford to work unpaid and I just had this desire to, you know, try something new. So I went to the interview and I, that was the only job that I was able to get. Like, I didn't try. I didn't that want that. Crazy. Yeah. I didn't want that job. I was like, this kind of sucks, but I guess I'll do it because I have nothing else to do and I cannot get a makeup job. So I was hired as their unpaid intern and I worked there and I did the influencer outreach and I carried boxes to FedEx and I stayed there. They basically at that time were just a QVC brand that just started their e-commerce and they had like neck cream and moisturizer. And I was in charge of helping with the influencer marketing. And I was like, how am I supposed to sell a neck cream to my, you know, like (laughs) 19 year old friends who I have connections with. So long story short, they ended up hiring me and I basically just helped them grow their partnerships and their relationships in a way that was kind of at the forefront of, you know, really building relationships with between brands and influencers, not just the one-time gifting thing or pay per post. Like I would send people Tula girls night in kits with masks and wine and baking kits and making it a real experience. So I worked there for, I believe a year and a half. And right when I left, they got their huge first huge investment. And it was just so exciting to see, you know, a little brand that was maybe my (laughs) Craigslist brand. That was three people. It was me, the CEO, and maybe one or two other people when I started. And it just grew over the years. And even when I see it now, when I go to Ulta or something, 
I'm like, oh my God, I used to like fill some of those by hand. <laughs> like, well, they must have to just absolutely adore you. I mean, yeah, I think I was kind of like their little, like they took me under their wing. I was young because I only did fit them. How old were you? I was 20 when I started there, I think. That's crazy. And you were doing YouTube. And I was doing YouTube and then I told them they knew about my YouTube and I told them that I was going to stop it. And they were like, why would you ever do that? And then that's when I started working a bunch of jobs. I worked at Brandy and I did an internship at Milk Makeup and just kind of hopped around. But yeah, Tula was literally the most incredible learning experience I could have asked for. Like, I don't think I would have even been into skincare if I didn't have that. And our little office was a co-working space and our roommates were Daily Harvest. So I used to listen. Oh my god! Yeah, I used to listen. So it was Tula and Daily Harvest in like this mini office where we were on top of each other. So Wow, which is such a huge influencer-based brand. Yeah. It's so cool to see you guys both like pop off. Yeah, and I would watch the founders and CEOs like have meltdowns and investors come in and I just was a sponge in a way and took it all in and I learned so much from that experience and I'm still in touch with a lot of people from uh, both companies. So Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect places. And the beauty is they're all different. None of us are the same, so why should our homes be? Someone may want hardwood floors. Someone else may say, carpet all the way. Questionable call, but hey, to each their own. Some may want a doorman. Others may say, I can open the door myself. But Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find the place that's uniquely perfect for you. Sort through the filter listings by amenities and make sure you never miss out with their instant alert option. With more than 1 million available units for rent, you're sure to find a place that's right for you. So whether you're looking for a place with a basement, a yard, a pool, or everything in between, Apartments.com has got you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I personally love Apartments.com because it is so convenient. I get on it all the time when I'm bored or when I'm actually on the hunt for an apartment. I'm thinking about moving this year, so I've been using it like crazy just to start browsing and get ahead of the game. And the website is so user-friendly. I'm a huge fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I was just about to say that was probably one of the best and most pivotal moments like in your life because the best the best thing to ever happen to you because I, I've done the big company internship thing, like the corporate mm-hmm. side. And then I've also done the like podunk production company where no one has ever heard of it. And I have to like take 10 minutes to explain my internship to people. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I swear to God, the it's always the podunk internship that takes 10 minutes to explain to people that is way more valuable because they have such little amount of help that you have so much more room to like do other things that you wouldn't normally get to do totally because 
as an intern for a big, huge corporate, they're like, don't touch anything, just watch and like, and sort through the mail. Yeah. You know, whereas like when you work for the tiny production company, they're like, oh, actually you can do the editing and you can do, you know, you can be sit in this meeting with this one celebrity and you can blah, blah, blah. Cause they, they actually need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas I feel like the huge corporations, they're like, oh, you're just here to like, be our little eyes and ears. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people do is they want to, after college or in college, they want to find the job or the internship that seems the coolest or where they make the most money. But do you know who? We're just the big name. Yeah. And do you know who Tom, I don't know what his last name is, but he has this company or this platform called the impact theory. And it's like really intense motivational speeches. No. Okay. Well, he's super intense, but he always Like he's the most incredible person if you listen to a podcast with him or something. But he basically says that people always go for the most money after college, but money only monetizes once and knowledge and connections monetize over and over and over. And that couldn't be more true. Yeah. And I didn't realize he also says like, you should go if you don't really know what you want to do, go work for someone that interests you and that you want to be like and work for them for free, which I know not everyone can work for free, but even if you don't get hired, you're going to get connections and skills that, you know, it's, you can't even put a price on that. So I didn't hear that from him until a few years ago, but I was like, oh my God, that's literally exactly what I did. And I didn't even realize I was doing it at that time. So that's where you learn is being across the table from the CEO and being, you know, in the room as another, with another startup or something. So yeah, I wish more people kind of knew that maybe you don't need to intern at Essay Lauder. Maybe the, maybe go on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe go on Craigslist. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what's crazy is I felt, I feel the exact same way. Like when I graduated, I was like, okay, I've done the big corporate thing. Like I loved, I loved not having to explain what CBS, like the studio was. Like I was just like, oh yeah, I work for CBS. Yeah. And it feels cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when I, there's totally like a clout to the name. And so when I graduated, I was like, I'm going to be like an executive producer at Warner (laughs) Brothers one day, right? And I just so happened to fall into this like Alicia Marie thing. And I was so, like, at the time when I started, like, my job was like, I mean, I was, I was so happy to be doing what I was doing because I was like, holy shit, like, this girl does way more than go to Starbucks every day. You know what I mean? I was like, there is a lot for me to learn here. I was like a sponge. And it's crazy because, you know, two years later, I still am a sponge every day. I'm like, whoa, there's still a lot for me to learn. But when I, when I started the job and I, when I, even when I got offered the job, my parents were like, um, Mm -hmm. what? Like, like, like I had to explain so much to them. Like, oh no, it's this blah, blah, blah. Like, trust me. Like, she's really nice. Like, you know what I mean? She doesn't just go get frappuccinos. I promise. Yeah. Like I, I, people like, it didn't have the clout that it does now. Like, I feel like now everyone's like, Ooh, TK, like, you know, not everyone, but like, I feel like now I don't know. I hear everyone saying UTK, so. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. But now, now, you know, all of her YouTuber friends are like, I want a TK. I want a TK. It's like an, it, it's a job. Mm-hmm. It's like a real job that everyone wants. Everyone wants, you know, my position. That did not have the name or clout around it when I started. Like it, it was very, I, we had to work our way up to this and like why it was such 
you know, a needed thing in the influencer community. And now it's like, oh my God, it's so good to get help. It's good to delegate. It's good to add people to your team. And not only is it good for the influencer and the boss and their mental sanity, but it's also good for all these up and coming creatives. Like if I were someone that wanted to be a YouTuber or like I was a small YouTuber, like, oh my God, work for a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Like that is the best thing you can do. So Anyway, I just, I love your story because I feel like I can totally relate to the, like, working for a small company Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know. I think that's so cool. So why the heck did you stop your YouTube channel? So I stopped, when did I stop? So I stopped right when I was a few months in at Tula and a few months in at Brandy Melville. So when I wasn't, I was Tula part-time and I did Brandy either after work or on the other days and on the weekends. So I was busy and I was kind of wrapped up in this new world, which was where I didn't have to share everything about myself and I got to be a part of a team. Whereas YouTube back then, I mean, Alicia has you and other people around, but back then it was just me and it was incredibly isolating. And I don't think people realize that. And while it seems so cool from the outside, it's like, I didn't really sign up for that. I made YouTube for fun when I was 14 and just kept going. And while I appreciated everyone that watched me so much, sometimes it's like when you, it's like falling in love with someone, like you can't give to other people when you don't have anything yourself. So I was just kind of lost in life and I really enjoyed working, even if it wasn't as glamorous. And even if I was the one emailing people and packing boxes. And I just decided I'm going to take, I really didn't think that I would fall off as much as I did because I eventually stopped posting on Instagram and everything. I was like, peace out. But I think it was a much needed break. And I just, I couldn't be happier. I know people say, oh, what if you stayed? I wonder like what you would have been now. And I don't even think about that. Like I'm so content with my life. And I don't think I want to be the brand. I think certain people are meant to do that, but I don't think that's what I want to do, at least right now. It was really nice to have all of my high school was documented, all of my teenage years, pretty much 14 to 19, so or 14 to 20. So to have some time to myself in my adult years was so nice. And you also don't place your self-worth in other people. Even if you have a million followers or a thousand followers, if you post a picture and nobody likes it or a ton of people like it, that affects you in some way. And so to be stable, like mentally stable and strong and have that not even affect you at all is so important and so underrated. So I needed basically to be a little bit more stable and just really figure out what it is that I love and what I want to do and who am I without this internet thing. And it helped me grow up. And honestly, I was pretty much a brat when I was going through those years because if you think about it, I didn't really try. I just posted videos and it worked. So it's not like I was, I guess I was a little bratty because everything just worked out perfectly. And when do you learn from that? And when is that fulfilling? It never is. So spoiler alert to life, like when it's going good, like, you know, you need to feel fulfillment. So, and like also something about YouTube, 
for me is that it, it stimulates my brain. Like, it's like, for me, I'm like, ooh, how can I be strategic with this? Yeah. Or, you know, since I'm so new, like, I I don't really have, like, a niche or, like, a thing that's really, like, me yet. Or really? Like I brand, think I, I think you've mastered that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I really Wait, think what? you've branded yourself so incredibly well. I'm not kidding. Like, I always think about that. I'm like, damn, she's really got Wait, it. In what way? Like, I think you so just curious. get it. I think there's some people that... I don't know. You understand branding. Maybe it's Fitum. Maybe it's working for Alicia. But you understand branding. Like, whether it's the color red or, like, things you say. Like, I pick up on that stuff. And I think, like, like that's what makes you you, you know? Like, you have a clear... Oh gosh, you have a clear brand. Because at the wow, end of the day, you're, you. you're a brand. So I think, I think you've done great. Great work. <laughs> well, thank you. I was just going to say that something about YouTube is really, it's kind of challenging. I mean, it comes naturally to me, but it also is challenging and it stimulates me. Like I'm like, Ooh, you know, how can I do this video or how can I do this shot? And like, since I am so new, there's so many video ideas I've never done. Like I've never done my morning routine. I've never done my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that. For me, it's very, it's a new challenge. It's a new whatever, but I get where you're coming from when you say that you were just doing whatever and it was working that, that at the end of the day, you're like, okay, wait, why am I even doing this? You know, you always want to like challenge yourself. So did it not bother you that you were missing out on all this money? Essentially you're taking a huge pay cut, I guess. (laughs) Um, no, I definitely did. And I think that confused other and affected other people more than it affected me. I didn't really care. I don't know. I'm just the type of person where like I started YouTube because it was fun and something to do. And I never signed up for money or brand deals or free stuff. So when I left, I was like, oh, that was all secondary anyway. Like it's totally fine. And back to the fulfillment thing, for some reason, working, I think summer 2016, I was working 70 hour weeks. For some reason, I liked that more than posting one video to make how much I made, you know, in a month. Yeah. And so also back to sometimes it's not all about money and it's more about your happiness or where you're learning. So of course, I was like, damn, my friends are on brand trips now or my friends are doing this. But if I were to keep focusing and comparing myself to other people, I would just be miserable. So, of course, it was it was something I thought about, but didn't prevent me from stopping. Yeah, it sounds like you were very self-aware knowing like, OK, if I continue this, I'm going to get burnt out. I'm going to go to a dark place, which is very, very cool that you were so self-aware and it's, it also kind of sounds like you had almost like it's not equivalent but like almost like a disney channel star moment where you were like okay i need to like you're like miley cyrus like i need to go off the grid for a little bit and then i'll come back you know what i mean because most disney stars they're like all their whole life is like documented or portrayed a certain way and then they're like who even am i who yeah grand i mean even like david dobrik not posting right now like i'm sure he's like who am I without my vlogs? You know what I mean? Or like things like that. That's really self-aware at that age. I feel like that's really cool that you did that. Even the Sprouse twins, they worked at a coffee shop in East Village while they went to NYU. And people were like, damn, they ran out of money or they really gave up. 
but I forget if it was Dylan or Cole. He was like, no, I actually just really wanted to work in a coffee shop, which some people just can't wrap their head around. They're like, I got to do this. I got to keep going up, up, up. And sometimes that's, that's just not what's meant to happen. And if you want to try something, then totally try it. I mean, if Dylan Sprouse can be a host at a cafe, then you can go work at a store, right? (laughs) Well, what's funny is like, you know, growing up, actually for almost your whole life, money is like the drive for everything. It like, it rules all that money and basically sex, Mm -hmm. money and love, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's crazy because once you actually get money, I know this is so annoying because like everyone is always like, oh yeah, like rich people say this, you know? But, like, I feel like I have so many very, very successful friends or, you know, people that I've encountered. I mean, it truly is a true saying, more money, more problems. Let's say they have, you know, 100K or whatever in their bank account. Whatever your dream number is to have in your bank account, a million dollars. And then you're like, I literally could do whatever I want, but there's no drive. Like, for me, it's, it's, it's still very exciting to try and make money but for some people they have so much money it's like okay you know what do I what do I do yeah you know like for me I'm like ooh, if I make a youtuber if I get if I get this deal then I'll make this much money that's still very 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 exciting for me yeah but for some people they're like uh eh, you know it's only 30k yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever but for me only I'm like 30K. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But, but seriously, like when you get to that level, you're like, all right, what's the point? You're you're just kind of like, I, I kind of weirdly empathize with that. Yeah. Situation. And there's no, there's no amount of money. Like if you're unhappy, but you just want to make money. So you're just, you know, working your ass off or doing this. There's no amount of money that's going to bring you whatever you're chasing. I listened Clearly, I listen to a lot of interviews. Scooter Braun, I really love him. I know he's so controversial, but I really think he's so smart. His interviews he is are very smart, amazing. And I think that he had this dream amount of money he wanted to make when he was like for when he was fifty. And he found out when he was twenty five or twenty seven that he got it. And he was like, "Oh, like this, this is what it is. Like it's still the same things that." make me happy and that matter to me, which is like my family and like playing basketball with my friends. So, I mean, of course it's important to work hard and make money obviously and chase your dreams, but that's not, that's not everything. It's crazy. Even like the tiny bit of success that I've gotten or money I've made from YouTube now, it's crazy. Like I moved into an apartment I never thought I would live in, right? Which is absolutely now, stunning, by the way. Love the bathroom. It is. <laughs> is well, thank you. Wow. Um, it is forking beautiful. A lot of times I check myself and I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I live here, right? But it sometimes I'll just be in my bedroom and I'm like, damn, like I really wish I could just be with my family in Indiana right now. And I know mm-hmm. it sounds so stupid because people are like, shut the fork up, Taylor. You literally live in the coolest place, blah, blah, blah. blah. But it's so true. Like you still, I never it's, thought I would be that person. That's like, oh, I kind of wish I was just back in Indiana, even though I have the most perfect bougie apartment ever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that's so annoying. But that's what it is. That's so. what the reality is. You work, you work, 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 work. You get it. And then you're like, ah, what's the next thing I can work for? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're starting your own brand. Yes. Which is so, oh man, I really underestimated what it took to start a company because it's literally just me. 
I think a lot of people on the internet have production partners or do collabs, but I am literally every single part of the brand besides the graphic designer. So it's been a really interesting journey that I thought I would probably start when I was at least 30. That was kind of my mindset going through college. I was like, oh, I'll do this when I'm older and when I'm 30 and when I am just magically smarter and ready to start a business. But I had a creativity and business class in college and the entire course was to make a business plan throughout the 10 weeks of school. So I did that and I really liked the idea. So I said, I'm going to try this. And it's been, I graduated when? Last May. So it's been a year and a half of working on it, but with COVID and I had to switch manufacturers a few months ago. So it totally delayed the process, but it's been such an interesting learning experience personally and professionally. I don't know if I was ready, but I don't think anybody is ever, there's no like magic time or magic age or level of experience. You just have to do it. So it's been interesting, hoping for an early 2021 launch, but we'll see how the next few months go with COVID and factories and labs. So it's all up in the air, but it is something I'm so proud of and that I've been working on for some time now. What is going to be your marketing plan? as is, and then what would be your marketing plan if you had a limitless budget? Okay, good question. So as is, it's a lot of gifting and content. I think where a lot of brands lose their customer loyalty is they don't know how to use their social media. Like they just post pictures of products and texture shots. And what is that Like, what is that offering to the customer besides just shoving the product in their face? Whereas if you are watching the way Instagram story and Jen Atkin is having you sit on, sit in on the meeting and vote in like, what color should the new fragrance be that develops a relationship that is so much more than any Facebook ad could offer. Because once you have like the common ground between a brand and a customer that that is money, you know, and that's who, um, who do you think kills it as a brand? Oh, this is so random, but Barstool Sports. (laughs) I love love them. I literally want, I want my podcast to be signed with them. You totally should because they understand at least the generation. Well, the target demographic I'm going for is you know, Gen Z, young millennials, they understand what gets them so well. And of course they are controversial and they say stupid things, but the way that they have just mastered content and monetizing it and creating all these different kind of like little entrepreneurs and brands within it is so inspiring. And I think they just killed the podcast game you know, the radio, what everything that they touch is kind of their Instagram is like, I mean, the the second something happens in pop culture uh, on my Instagram feed is Barstool sports, making a meme out of it. Yeah. Like, and it's actually a good, it's a great meme. Yeah. But it's either Barstool account or, you know, their CEO, Erica, do you know who she is? Yes. And she works hand in hand with Dave. Yeah. So she's like this boss ass 
female. You would never know Barstool had a female CEO. But for example, like the CEO has a podcast and a TikTok. Oh my God, I need to listen to this. She is amazing. And she has her Instagram presence. So when you get familiar with the people behind a brand and kind of, you know, it would be one thing if Barstool was selling t-shirts with their logo and that was it. Like who's, who's going to buy that? Who's going to connect with that? But if it's like something funny that happened or, you know, like where they create a relationship and community around it, I think any brand that masters community management and offering something besides trying to shove product in your face is, is awesome. So like, I really also like way, I really like when I walk into Sephora that I think of Jen Atkin when I see way on the shelf, that is more powerful than some beautiful imagery with a promotion. What brands do you think have a great foundation, like a great product, but they're not great at branding? They could do a lot better or they could, they just have a lot of room for improvement. Hmm. When I talk about branding like that, do you have anyone in mind? I'm trying to think. One brand I know that kills it at branding is Taco Bell. Yes. They slay. I think Summer Fridays does a great job for their product. They probably could do like a little bit more. It's hard because I'm like, they are that luxury, like cool girl brand. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but they probably could reach more sales in middle of America if it was a little less like bougie. Right, 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 right. Or like, but it's it's hard to say that because I adore Summer Fridays. I'm trying to think of other brands that I think could use a lot of, I mean, a lot of influencer brands. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. And maybe uh, even You know who I do think kills it is One Size, Patrick Starr's brand. I, I haven't think he killed his branding. I've seen his packaging and stuff, but I haven't really seen how he markets it and pushes it on social, but then again, like it's it's those people and my whole approach was really inspired by um a statistics project that I did. Because it was kind of like, where do you find out about new products and what makes you want to buy new products on Instagram, the brands page or influencers? And pretty much everyone said influencers. And it was really because they could relate to it and it was interesting and it wasn't always just trying to sell them something. So I really want to try to incorporate personality and content that's not just flat lays and yes, flat lays. Oh. Come on, we we have too many of those. I'm like, so, I want someone that gets the PR package and they talk. Yeah, during it. Yeah, you know what I mean. They explain. I want to hear their excitement. I am so over the boomerang PR package. Oh no, thing. boomerangs in general. No. <laughs> yeah, boomerangs are so like 2016. Yeah, they need to go. But wait, I have a question about that. Who would you buy a product from because they promoted it? Or like who's who do you want to get your brand's, you know, product in the hands of? Okay, let me think. So of course I love you and your squad. Like you guys are just amazing. <laughs> I really do. And me and my friends, like, we love you guys. Same. I'm not kidding you. Alicia and I literally are like, ooh, Friday night, like cheat meal and Emily Blogs. <laughs> And me and me and Drew are like, did you see TK's organization? Like, we love you. Shut the fuck up. I cannot believe he even knows who I am. Of course. Of course. And he stands Alicia and Remy too. Like, like you guys are our life. Please, if you the next time you come to LA, we need to all hang out. Oh my god, we're gonna have like a huge some huge house party. 
first on my PR list. Ooh, you know what a funny thing I started saying was, is if someone pisses me off, I say they're not going on the PR list. (laughs) I'm sure you can relate to this. As a human being, if you ever want to be anywhere in this world, you have to be nice to everyone. Everyone, especially though, especially the assistants, the friends of friends, the interns. Yep. Like, I'm not kidding you. I mean, when I literally was not shown on camera for Alicia, if someone was mean to me or if I didn't like them, she didn't like them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, not in a catty way. It's just, it's how the world works. Like, people trust the people that work for them. And you have to be, you have to treat the assistants even better than you do the talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I never burn matters. bridges. The, yeah. I've had bosses where I'm like, you make me want to rip my hair out of my head, but <laughs> I'll still follow you on Instagram and congratulate you on certain things because like, you know, yeah. that's just important. But I'm trying to think of my dream person. This is so obvious and such a basic answer, but like, for instance, I'm saying Emma Chamberlain because... Oh, totally, yes. I, mean, I stan her. Oh, my God, stan. But, like, here's the thing. Princess Polly, for instance, they just had a brand deal. They did a brand deal with her. Oh, it yes, was, like, I saw. literally smack dab in the middle of her video, and I was like, wow, that was genius. But, like, I know they probably used most of their budget on Probably her, right? all, yeah. <laughs> probably all of it. I'm just going to assume. And I'm like, that shit was worth every single penny. Like, if that if that means they didn't need to pay anyone else for the rest of the year, like, yeah. they're smart. And they can use that content and her pictures on their website and on social media. Like, it's absolutely genius. One of my favorite beauty girls is Kristen Noel Crawley. She founded... <laughs> Do you know who she is? No, but I'm going to subscribe. She is so cool. Um, she's not a YouTuber. She is. Oh, she's, a she's on Instagram? Insta. She has her own beauty brand, but it wouldn't be competitive. She does under eye patches and those lip masks. But she is so cool. And I just think she did such a great job with her brand. And she does little at-home facial videos and IGTVs. And I would just die if my product was in one of those. Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and say Claudia Saluski, Stan. Of course, Claudia. Love her. Ooh, you know who else I've been really digging their stories? I really like Julia Havens. Do you follow her? I don't. Her and Delaney Childs, they both just have really good stories where they talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I trust your opinion. Mm-hmm. I like feel like I know that. And also with beauty, it's like you kind of want to go for the people who maybe aren't known like, of course, Kristen is a beauty girl and beauty founder, but the people that post about other things too, because if you're posting a different product every day, then nobody's going to keep up and trust that you actually use it. So even the light, any type of lifestyle people to be like authentically in a vlog or something instead of, you know, just in a, a beauty write-up or something like that, I think that would be pretty perfect and kind of in line with what I'm going for. Oh, also I love mommy bloggers. So I would love if some (laughs) of my favorite mommy bloggers tried it out. I met a ton of them from Tula. They were like my, I would talk to them like every day. So I also was going to ask you, what was like your most successful approach with when you were doing the PR for Tula? Like, you know, what, what would you do? Were you like, 
hey fam, like we love your stuff. Can we send you gifting? Like what what was like your secret sauce? So when it came to that, we would do that at first. It's really hard to do it when it's a brand that nobody knows. You know, if Summer Fridays emailed you, emailed me, of course I would answer. But if it was some brand <laughs> that was selling neck cream and face wash, maybe I wouldn't be as interested in replying. So really the approach was to find people, once again, that weren't strictly beauty people, but were people that showed a lot of their life and had good engagement and you know, it was so interesting too how it was, you would think the girl with 500K would sell product or get us a lot of traffic, but sometimes it was the girl with 5K and that's when micro-influencers, yeah, that's when micro-influencers started to really come up. So we also tapped into different categories. Like I had this huge Google sheet. I think by my last day, it was 800 names or something crazy like that. Yeah. And I would have them in different categories and tiers. So like a certain number of followers would be tier one, two, three, whatever. And then we had mommy bloggers, makeup artists, even food bloggers because of the probiotics in the formula. So we worked with a lot of of those wellness and health girls. We did some fitness girls and randomly that's what stuck towards the end. They ended up doing a partnership with Whitney Simmons, which I never would have processed or imagined that to happen because it just felt too random. But really what I would do is I would reach out with that generic email. Usually they wouldn't answer. So I would have to email a few times. Like I was that. You think email, not DM? Was there there was DM back then, but like, but like now, would you email or DM? DM the brand. DM. Okay. Yeah, because when you get an email, you can easily you don't you don't see the brand. You can easily just forget about it. Basically, what we did was we tried to kiss their asses, kind of. And so, if they really liked a product and they were like, "I ran out," I'd be like, "Okay, here's." 10 more or something crazy. And then what really drove a lot of sales and got people posting, of course, was custom codes. So I would basically set those up for them. They would get commission. The cut, their followers would get 25% off. The margins were pretty crazy now that I think about it. Yeah. We basically just had to give them something, you know, some sort of incentive. Sometimes the brand doesn't need to do that because they're cool enough and big enough where someone's just going to post on their own. But if it's smaller, you sometimes need a code or a little something to give. And then with Tula, I would do like 12 days of Tula and do a content calendar and have someone take over each day and show something holiday related. You know, I was they really gave me the freedom to do whatever I wanted. Like I would do Instagram lives. I would go on Instagram live (laughs) in the office and be like, hey, guys. So like, what's up? And they'd be like, so what's your favorite serum? And I would like show them. I don't know why they let me do that. But um, yeah, so that was kind of cool because I got to experiment from the brand side. So I didn't have to start experimenting, you know, now with my own. I kind of got to see. Yeah. What pisses people off? And I did influencer at Milk Makeup too. So I did. Oh, okay. I, Wait, what pisses people off? What pisses people off? Um, like if they're not interested, they're not interested. And sometimes the people like who managed me or the CEO would be like, oh, try again. Or can we set up a, a call or something? Or if someone was like, I am not interested in gifting 
And if I were to say, oh, but we could do this for you and it wasn't a paid post, yeah. they'd be like, like, if it's not going to work, yeah, like, stop trying. Yeah. And you can't force a relationship. So yeah, there was, and there were some people that pissed me off too. I was like, who do you think you are talking to? Like, it was funny because these girls with like 2000 followers would be like, sorry, like, like I don't want to be gifted or something. And I'm like, that's T because I'm not paying you because I've been in the industry for you know a long time. And yeah. like, I know yeah, yeah. your post is not worth a thousand dollars or something. So milk, I did only an internship and, but it was an influencer. And that was really interesting because they had a network that was way different than Tula. And they were going for, I started entering there a year after they launched and how they would throw parties or promote the product was through parties. We would have full on bangers at Milk Studios. It was, I've never been so drunk. I can't believe they let me like intern there because I started by just going to their parties and just, you know, they would give us a goodie bag or put stamps on our face and their approach was was really different because they had a different demographic and brand vision and mission. So inviting all the cool kids in New York to party, you know, with the ASAP Rocky or something like that was that got the brand out there. So talk about getting the cool kids to use your product. Just throw a banger. Yeah, they're like, so we're we're gonna do that. Me and Chris, my friend Chris Clemens, like which I'm obsessed with him. Oh my god. So Milk invited me to like a Hamptons party, Milk makeup, and it was like maybe six of us to go to Montauk for the day and we would just like post little boomerangs with like the rolling paper, yeah. blotting papers or whatever. <laughs> and me and Chris got so drunk. I don't think we posted a sin- like I think if anything, we caused so much embarrassment for ourselves, maybe even milk makeup. I don't know, but they're the type of people where they're like, we're cool with it. Like they would invite me back to the next thing. And even the founder of Milk Studios, Rossi, he gave me and my friends a personal tour of Milk Studios. Like they did really, wow. yeah, they did really interesting things to build. Maybe that's where I learned a lot about building relationships too is through milk. And it's not just about a cold email with a PR box. It's, Hey, come in. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come in. Our CEO is going to show you all around the studios and you know, then we'll give you a goodie bag or something. Yeah. I love that. Let's just like wrap it up briefly. I wish I I could talk to you for literally hours. Same. Um, I'll have you on again for a part two. (laughs) So, um, tell me a little bit about what it's like dating in New York. Oh, Jesus. Like, well, this year, of course, has been, I don't see anybody. I barely see some of my friends. So like, I don't really go out and I'm not really dating. I am on Hinge, but I am the world's biggest (laughs) troll on Hinge. Like I, oh my God, I even have a diss track that my friend made about guys that I've met on Hinge. Shut up. I'll send it to you after this. But, Wait, so I'm assuming, are you into, like, skater boys, or what's the what's the deal? What's so, the you know, I used to be into, not skater boys, but I definitely was, like, I hate the frat bro and the 307. Okay, I love the frat bro. But bro. now, but now, I... You like the finance guys. <laughs> I like the finance guys, and I know this sounds horrible, but if you're a super cool, tatted Brooklyn boy, I'm going to feel intimidated and 
I don't know if I can handle that. I want a man whose life I can spice up. Like, I want to be the girl that shows up. You want to be the spice. I want to be the spice. I want to be the spice. I want to be the girl, like, that you take to Thanksgiving dinner and everyone's like, why is she in a pink fluffy (laughs) sweater and matching heels? Yeah. Yes. So that's what I want. And so that's why I'm on hinge, but they're so freaking boring. So that's how you get the conversation going. You have to be freaking crazy. I am weird as fuck. And sometimes it doesn't work. Beginning of quarantine, I was like, hey, I'd let you cough near me. And some of them would be like, uh, no. (laughs) But then others would be like, you know, you know, we'd have that COVID flirting talk. I haven't had any luck on Hinge just yet, hence the diss track. But even me and Lexi, me and Lexi were FaceTiming this guy I met on Hinge who I've never met in real life. We were FaceTiming him on Sunday. Now we're in a group chat with him and his roommate and we send memes. (laughs) So I'm not the person, I don't know what typical, like I don't live that dating in New York, like going to fancy hotels. I don't do that. I troll and clearly it's not working out and I need to fix these issues, but it is COVID. It is COVID. I I think you actually just a light bulb. You had a light bulb go off in my head. I think the reason why I like three of sevens genuinely is because I like being the center of attention. Yeah. And I'm the spicy, cool, juicy girlfriend. And I like that. Like I like being, I mean, of course I want them to be cool. Lately, I've been more into the guys, like, I've been into the athletes, the guys that have oh, swag. Like, I, I oh. like a cool... I like That's a cool, okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'm having a moment. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, I like having... I like being the center of attention, and that makes so much... Like, I like showing up to Thanksgiving in the pink fluffy jacket. Yeah. That is me. And I want the grandma to be like, who the fuck is this? And then I yeah, but like, I slam my pink fluffy purse down, and I'm like, is there any vegan options? That's what I want. I want to cause a scene, and I want people to be confused. But he needs to have a sense of humor. Like, maybe he needs to... Yes get my trolling there's a few guys who've gotten my trolling and my friends are like i can't believe they still talk to you even the same one that i was talking about watches my vlogs and i (laughs) talk about like hinge in the vlogs and he was like so what diss track are you talking about and i'm like i can't even send that to you because your literal name is in it but okay so anyways i just i'm the same way i need to be the center of attention but I also don't want to date a guy from high school. That's what a lot of people I know are doing. And I just... Oh, no, no, no. But they're, yeah. like, kind of the 307s. Well, there's plenty. I Actually, I should I should set you up with one of my guy friends that lives in New York. Like okay, please. I can't believe it's taking you this long. Really? <laughs> a lot of them are in finance. Yeah, And they can help me with, like, business stuff, you know? Yeah, hot. Wow, please, honestly, please, because clearly I'm trying. Well, am I trying? I don't know, but it's really not going anywhere. So I would love like the puffer vest with the with the plaid shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah. The khakis. The khakis and the sperries. That's cute. That's cute. And their like favorite movie is Wolf on Wall Street. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so adorable. I need that. Yeah, well, I will say one thing that's super attractive to me is, like, when they are in finance, like, dead ass when they're doing their little finance job or whatever it is, I love how it's so different from me because it's, like, we have, like, something to talk about that's, like, new and exciting when we come home from work or whatever it is. 
because I feel like if I'm I'm already like my job is already so much on my phone even when I'm not working and I'm just on social media like I'm technically working yeah and so it's nice to be able to like have a conversation with someone that's so far removed from it because it's like they don't give a shit yeah yeah and like imagine dating maybe this is offensive but like imagine dating a guy with like an Instagram following or like that has to vlog that would be so weird I'd be like I know I know I like you're such a creep that's what I do but you're weird (laughs) I know also like I'm so strategic with YouTube and stuff I mean I work for a YouTuber so we like you know we're being smart you know work smarter not harder yeah And there's nothing wrong with being strategic when it comes to doing this. Like, it's our job. We're being smart. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would be constantly questioning, like, all right, is this for the vlog or is this for real? Or, like, you know, did you do this so that I Instagram story it? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. I feel like I would constantly be, like, low-key in the back of my head. Like, all right, like, are you, like, taking me to this event because, like... I'm going to be a cool plus one. Like, I don't know. Just things like that. No, totally. I feel like I would question too much. Yeah. I'm kind of in like a stage in my life where like, I'm not trying to find a boyfriend. I'm just trying to be like an F girl. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just trying to like, it's not that even, even like, you know, hooking up with a bunch of people or anything like that. I just, I'm in like the, I'm not trying to be a girlfriend mode. So I don't care. Like if I say dumb shit, right. I mean, I'm not trying to like secure the bag right now. Like I'm just trying to talk to you and like have something funny or like a good story to come up for the podcast. Like I'm just trying to be stupid (laughs) for the content. Yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. Either that or like, I'm just not trying to find an actual like husband right now. Interesting. Okay. And where are you? Are you, are you on dating apps or what? You know, I do have the apps. I don't use them. Like, I do when I it's late at night and I've already gone through TikTok so many times <laughs> and, like, I can't edit a video right now. Like, I'm just, like, my brain capacity has, like, been totally used for the day. I will get on Raya and I'll, like, go through and maybe there's, like, I'm not kidding you. Like, I'm not trying to be dramatic. Probably two people that I like. You know what because I mean? Because Raya is through. so... I'm not even on Raya anymore because one, they don't all live in New York. You know, it's kind of all spread out. True. And two, I see the other girls that are on it and I'm like, oh my God, like I need to be on Hinge, I think. Um, Oh, really? Like my, my guy friend was like, oh, look at, let's look through Raya. And I was like, like, these are the girl, the other girls. I'm like, no. So I don't have Raya anymore. But Wait, is it because they're so hot? Yeah, they're so pretty. But, like, of course. Well, girls are so hot. So I'm just like. I'm like, how, do, how are there so many hot girls on it and so many not hot guys on it? Because they're, like, A&Rs and in a band or a mom. Like, you know, they have that. They're just not my type. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well, I will say I, I do get a lot of, you know messages and stuff on hinge which sometimes i'm alicia and i do this thing actually the whole house will like we'll be like let's fork around on hinge tonight and we'll all say dumb shit but like i just for some reason i'm such even with friends like i'm not really much of a texter i'm so much more of a facetimer oh same so it's so hard for me to like be interested when it's like hey what's up like how are you or like they'll comment on one of my photos i will say the most hits i get on like my hinge profile is i have the tiktok 
of me doing the white boy poses. Have you seen oh that? Oh my god, that is genius. I have it on my profile. I'm not kidding you. Every single person responds. I also have the photo of me like being sexy with my tongue out with a uh, I'm golfing and I'm Yes. So like show them that you th- can be on one. the golf course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm, you wanna take me golfing? Like let me get my driver out. I'm looking at um, my hinge prompts. Like this is mine. <laughs> But it starts like you can't download Hinge. You my Hinge prompt says a life goal of mine is to be a stepmom. My other one is I'm weirdly attracted to boring men, and that gets them. They're like, oh yeah, or they like say something crazy. You know, you get them out of their shell. And then I have fact about me that surprises people. Me and Helen Keller have the same moon sign because I have this weird like obsession with Helen Keller. The same moon sign like astrology. Um, and that, that makes them curious. So find something funny, add in some hot pics, you know, something where they're going to be defensive. I'm really attracted to boring men. They're going to be like, oh yeah, well, yada, yada. And I'm like, yeah, you show me that personality. Um, you just have to have something that not everyone has. Like everyone's like, my dog doesn't like you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone has the Or, I know the best spot in town for drinks. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like for sushi or tacos. Yeah. It's like, we get it. Like, you all go to Sugarfish. Yeah. I'm like, show me how crazy you are. Come on. I don't care about what you eat. So, I have the TikTok of me doing, like, poses white dudes That's do. amazing. And it's, like, it's it's honestly one of my favorite TikToks, and it's so funny and so true. And so many people are like, oh, my God, I'm the security guard. <laughs> or like, they're like, oh, my God, this is so accurate. Or, like, I'm the one in the front of the group pose. Like, stuff like that. So, I feel like that is my my gold star. Oh, yeah. But I, I just, it doesn't, it's not that exciting yeah and I feel like it's like one in a hundred people is one worth talking to you know like I've met a few where we're I still have them on Instagram and still talk sometimes but that's rare so wait so question do you how do you get the conversation off of hinge are you like follow me on Instagram no I would never I don't say that first I think it's kind of weird that scares me and I think it's kind of weird when guys are like hey I barely use this follow me on Instagram like oh you just want followers or whatever so or guys will be like they'll find my profile and they'll be like so when are you gonna have me on the podcast I'm like but like please like do not listen or watch anything I create yeah yeah so I I don't initiate that usually it's like oh text me instead but it's kind of fun to keep the conversation on hinge because then I don't have to answer you right away you know So I'm usually not the one to say, oh, follow me on Instagram or, oh, here's my number. But if they ask, I'm going to be like, fine. See, the thing, the thing that I like about Instagram is that I'm not committing to the number, but I don't like it because then they see my Instagram, which is like a whole thing. And then you second, you have second thoughts about everything you post. You're like, oh my God, my hinge crush is going to see this. (laughs) Yeah. How tragic. (laughs) My hinge crush. And then, but then if I give them my number and they're inevitably going to find my Instagram anyway, then it's like, is it weird that my potentially weird hinge crush has my number now? Yeah, true. You know? And also you don't want to text so much that you have nothing to talk about when you get, like when you meet up. So just exchange a few messages, troll them, see if they can handle it. If they can, you say, text me meet up if not you're yeah 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 oh my god facetime dates are so fucking weird 
<laughs> have you done one? I haven't. Yeah, done and one. I accidentally did one in a bra, and I like didn't realize that I was wearing a bra for my <laughs> for my first meeting, and I was like, oh my god, he probably thinks I'm such a little I don't know, but there it depends. Like if you vibe with the person, then it's not weird, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't do okay. it for everybody. Well, let's go through these polls really quickly. Oh, yes. Who's nicer, LA people or New York people? I said, I'm trying to think. I think I said New York people, but that was not the popular one. At least when I did it, it wasn't the popular vote. Okay, I'm going to say LA people because LA people are nicer to your face, but not behind your back. True. I think New York people, yeah, yeah. New York people are way more blunt and real with you so they might not appear to be as nicer when you first meet them but they're not going to go and talk shit if they don't like you they'll just tell you your face whereas LA people are like oh my god they, they literally Regina George you they're like oh my god the bracelet you're wearing and then they go back and they're like ew it's so ugly yeah <laughs> but then whom like who's nicer then are are the LA people actually the the good ones the good eggs I don't know see the reason I like LA is because I like I don't mind sucking ass. Like, I don't mind <laughs> being nice to people, if, yeah. if, even if I don't like okay. them. Like, I, that's, I hate to say it, but, like, I'm I'm pretty good at it. Like, if I can, if I go to an event and I'm, like, not even friends with anyone there, like, I'm going to make five friends that I'm not actually friends with. Oh, that's, you know? that's a good trait to have. Unfortunately, I don't have that. But, like, you're probably the more real person. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're from so-and-so. Like, I care so much about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it's um, so it's just different. Who's nicer? Uh, I'm going to say my LA people, but you're saying you're New I'm York saying people? New York. 55% said LA, probably because I have a little bit more LA following, but 45% said New York. That surprises me. Yeah, me too. I thought it would be way less. Which city has better looking people, LA or New York? I said LA. I'm going to say LA too, but I will say I think New York has probably more naturally prettier people. Exactly. LA, everyone's fake. Where do more successful people live, LA or New York? New York. I'd probably say New York too. Again, LA, everyone's a facade. Everyone has the Gucci purse, no money in it. And New York, people just I (laughs) I live on the Upper East Side. And whenever I say that, people are like, oh, I'm like, not all areas are like that. But some of the house, like some of the apartments and the prices for what these people are paying for New York City apartments, the millions and millions is crazy. I didn't even know that much money, like that was possible to have that much money. So while you see the big houses, you also have to think about these penthouses and these families that have six nannies and all this stuff. There's a lot of wealthy people. Yeah, it's insane. 67% actually said New York. Oh, wow. Which one has more families living and growing up there, New York or LA? I think I said New York. I said LA. Really? Yeah, because the valley. Like, there's a lot of families in the So are we saying just New York City or... No, New York City. Okay. But then you also think the boroughs... Queens. I don't know much about the families in New York. I'm going to be honest. In New York City. There's, I don't, yeah. But you're right. Like Beverly Hills and Calabasas. Oh, Studio City. Studio City. Encino. Encino. Yeah, Calabasas. True. um, Sherman Oaks, Thousand Oaks. I used to live in Sherman Oaks. (laughs) You did? Yeah. (laughs) Or like Valley Village, North Hollywood. True. a lot of families. Okay, I might change my mind, but let's see what they say. And like Manhattan Beach, Hermosa, 
all those places. That all counts as LA, right? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, I would probably change my mind to LA then. (laughs) Okay, 58% said LA, but I thought it was an interesting, that that question definitely made me think. When do you get a better sleep on hinge or in your bed? I literally died when you posted that. <laughs> you know, as much as these hinge men are like, like I said, I saw that you favorited my tweet, absolute snooze fest. It's obviously without them. Because sometimes, like, I don't want to waste my time. You know, I don't want to waste my time, like, talking to you and thinking about you. So sometimes you just got to cut them off. Cut it. Can I just say, you should come back to YouTube. Your first sponsorship should be with Hinge. I think I need some sort of show is what I, I if I read, you know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to send you Hinge screenshots. You're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I want to do like a dating show, like a fucked up version of The Bachelorette where I troll. It's not like the cringy roses and stuff. It's super real. I think that would be so funny. But. Oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> I would be a stan. I love anything dating related. Yeah, 95% said in your bed. Do you want to be slash wish you were a YouTuber? Which I guess we both kind of are. Yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see what people would say. Uh-huh. Um, 65% said yes. Wow, that's a lot. I know. I thought people would be like, ew, no. No, I always meet so many people that are like, oh, I watched you. Even my friends, they're like, I watched YouTube when I was young and I would film videos but never post them because I was too scared. And I wish. I think at the end of the day, yeah, everyone wants to be. Yeah, in some way. Okay, 307 or Skater Boy? 307, baby. You know. This is what I'm I'm manifesting this for 2021. Did you know I have a 307 guys Instagram? Oh my god, yeah, I feel like I've seen that, but it was a long time ago. Do you still have it? I have it, but I don't post on it. But like I want that to be like my version of my bar stool. You like, need I want to do that. that. To be, yeah, you need to do like, that. Like it needs to be a meme account. Yeah. I just need to take the time to do it. I might even have to hire someone to help me do mm-hmm. it, but like it's worth it because it's such good content. Oh my god. Would love to see it. I need to follow that. <laughs> okay, well, Emily, it has been an absolute delight having you on. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. Please pimp yourself out. Where can people follow you? What's your YouTube, etc.? So my YouTube is Emily June, but if you really want to be an OG, you can type in youtube.com slash sweetbeautyx and girl, it will link you right to me. But you can also just search Emily June. My Instagram is Emily June underscore. My TikTok is Emily June with five E's at the end randomly i love twitter these days which is also emily june underscore and i love your twitter oh thank you so much and i think that's all all right well thank you guys so much for listening be sure to follow me on instagram at tk's juicy polls because without voting the polls you can't be a part of the podcast and go follow emily on everything tell her i sent you send her a dm maybe send her a like your brother that she could date oh please (laughs) please I feel like my followers are, like, CEO of, like, finding brothers for people to date. Like, it's crazy. You'll get on the PR list if you find me a man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm, like, just selling my soul to get on Emily's PR list. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and be sure to make someone's day this week. Peace.